0: Welcome to Power Surge. I'm Alex Epstein. Today we're going to be talking about the big and unfortunately very bad news in the energy world, which is the EPA's new proposed rule on CO2 emissions from existing power plants. And I'm joined by Stefan in Germany. Stefan, welcome.
1: Hello, nice to be back.
0: All right, so what is this rule?
1: Um, Yes, the White House unveiled a new regulation by, set by EPA, um, and the states have to, um, you know, come up with detailed plans how to do this, and uh, this plan seeks to reduce uh, carbon emissions um, 30% in 2030 from 2005 levels. And this is um, predominantly done by shutting down existing coal plants or retrofitting existing power plants
0: yeah and if you look at the rhetoric associated with it it's, it's uh, objectionable and, and very dangerous in, in many ways so I'll read you a quote today about 40% of America's carbon pollution comes from power plants but right now there are no national limits to the amount of carbon pollution that existing plants can pump into the air we breathe none, Obama said And then he says, in just the first year that these standards go into effect, up to 100,000 asthma attacks and 2,100 heart attacks will be avoided, and those numbers will go up from there. So one thing about this is that this is just a deliberate manipulation, because one reason why many people, certainly us included, do not regard CO2 as a pollutant is because it has no in any relevant concentration, has no negative health impacts. We have many, you know, we we are always having a lot of CO2 in our lungs. The, the amounts that we're talking about from power plants are trivial compared to just what we'll normally have in our lungs. And it, it's just, you know, studies will show that maybe at 10, 20 times the levels we have in the atmosphere now, it can be, Uh, In issues, there's absolutely nothing that this has to do with 100,000 asthma attacks or 2,100 heart attacks, except if what you're doing is saying, Well, if we shut down, if coal, if you're expecting that coal plants being shut down will be part of this, then you can connect those asthma attacks and heart attacks. Now, even then, that itself is bogus. Uh, because, well, I'll ask Stefan, what is the status in terms of the the actual scientific validity of saying, you know, this many coal plants cause this many asthma attacks or heart attacks?
1: I mean, these are model numbers. Um, And you can see, like, I think around 700,000 heart attacks plus per year in the United States take place. Um, And just claiming to reduce the number of uh, heart attacks by... A trivial number like 2000 that wouldn't even show up in the, in the background noise of, uh, statistical variability. And, um, yeah, it's not clear how these, uh, numbers, uh, are calculated from this quote, of course. Uh, Obama probably doesn't know how they are calculated. And these are, these are modeled assumptions made by EPA staff, you know, to show some, Additional benefit to shutting down uh,
0: coal power uh, the one thing that that any kind of expert body or somebody reporting their findings needs to explain is how the heck you know what you're claiming to know is this something because it's they act as if well they you know someone came into the hospital and said, "Oh, I came into the hospital because I had a heart attack because there was a coal plant near me i mean how as, as you've pointed out to me, how often does that happen? How often does a doctor say, oh, this heart disease person, uh, it was because of you know, a coal plant. Um, they're probably a lot more likely to do it because of smoking, by the way, which President Obama is very well known to be a, a personal proponent of, um, which is interesting, which goes to the fact that if you care about these things, it is insane to focus on the by- this the dubious relationship between any of this and byproducts of producing you know, energy that's necessary for life, and it should be focused on. If you actually want to deal with these things, you should focus overwhelmingly on personal behavior, understanding asthma better, including why asthma even in, asthma has gone up in places where emissions have gone down. Um, so it's just a it's a complete smoke screen. But just so there, there's just so much dishonesty in trying to demonize the impacts of fossil fuels in general through these kinds of bogus studies that aren't in false correlations. But then in particular, with something with a known non-correlation just by distorting and by calling it carbon pollution. This is a del- deliberate verbal manipulation, and you can tell that they've been uh, doing that lately. But I think the, the biggest manipulation is that there is absolutely no mention of The essence of what these things are doing, which is they're reducing the amount of energy that people have available. That's what it means to increase the cost of energy, which is exactly what you're going to do by destroying a bunch of functional coal plants that produce cheap, plentiful, reliable energy and replacing them with anything else, let alone windmills and and solar panels. And so the way to think of it is, is when you talk about any risk or byproduct of energy, and you're talking about making more expensive, you have to do it in the context of, is more energy worth the risk and byproduct? Is the opportunity that we have to be able to use more machine power to improve our lives, to do things like build hospitals and uh, and house doctors and all the things we can do with energy that we know for sure benefit human life? Are, Are those opportunities worth throwing away or preventing people from having for the sake of these things. But if you just talk about one side of the equation, it just sounds like, Oh, well, it's just, it's just a pure risk or pure negative that has no, uh, positive whereas it's an immense positive with this incredibly speculative negative and nobody's talking about the positive positive. and this is a big theme of my book that the whole way we think about energy is wrong because you don't think we don't think of the positive benefit of having more energy we just think about these these usually extremely speculative uh harms and, and you know, historically when people were much closer to knowing what it was like to not have energy they you know they would willingly accept know dozens of times more air pollution or anything like that than than uh we would today, and they would gladly accept it because energy was so valuable and and today it's fossil fuels are uh, fossil fuel energy is is so valuable to to dramatically restrict that and Obama has said he wants to restrict a lot more is is just to say to people, look you have less energy to improve uh, your your life and and uh you know in the United States where we have particularly cheap natural gas just because of the way the market works and it's not really a world market. Um, You know, if if other countries in particular tried to do this, you know, say China, uh, it would be, you know, that much more dramatically destructive. I mean, so one way of of thinking of it is you can say, well, I have a new plan that will uh, reduce auto-related deaths by preventing the... You know, the cars that are not, uh, you know, the cars that have the lowest safety ratings, which isn't to say they're unsafe, it's just to say they have the lowest safety ratings. And so I have a statistic that says I'm going to prevent 2,000 car crashes, but in exchange, uh, 100,000 people can't drive. Cause we're to not allow them to have a car. Well, you would want to know that you weren't allowed to drive, and here you're saying you're not allowed to have the thing that allows you to drive, because I'm claiming that it's going to prevent this undetectable and unprovable uh, amount of, of heart attack. So wh- what is provable is that this is, you know, this is something that's truly harmful to people's lives, and it's also just an injustice against. Uh, the people producing the energy because you have people who have worked their whole lives, become experts at coal mining and, uh, you know, working coal power, uh, coal fired power plants. And I have no problem at all with people being out competed on the free market, but these are people who knew that, that this would be a valuable skill because this was a a great form of cheap plentiful, reliable energy. And they're going to be, you know, out of a job and, you know, and often it's what they're really passionate about, and and often they take dramatic hits in pain. Their whole life is upended, and that is not because somebody has come up with something better. It's because they've come up with something worse, uh, you know, namely worse forms of energy that President Obama supports, and a an attitude of not valuing energy which President Obama uh, has. So. Um, I'm finishing up some editing for the book this week. I'll, I'll almost certainly mention this in the book. But uh, yeah, definitely talk to people about this. And, and you know, in future episodes, we'll think of some concrete steps that, that can be taken. But this, just the, the way this is going over, I find uh, very upsetting in terms of uh, how, how bad it is. What what kind of sacrifice is being advocated, and, and the fact that nobody is talking about it in terms of a sacrifice, or if they do, it's in very abstract language like this will cost U.S. households, you know, a hundred dollars a year or whatever. Uh, they're saying without making real what that means uh, to life. Stefan, any any thoughts? I know I went on for a while.
1: Um, yeah, this uh, um, regulatory impact analysis actually made by EPA that says that. Um, between now and 2020, the electricity prices in the US could go up 59 to 6.5%. So if you think this is zero cost or as uh, Nobel Prize winning uh, economist Paul Krugman claims in the New York Times, this will actually be stimulating, you know, there are actual costs, even the EPA admits this. A
0: um, part of them admitting that is... Not may I mean, it, it, the whole discussion of that issue does not make clear, though, what it, what it really means. Yeah. The signi- the significance of it, both in terms of what that means to a household in terms of money, but also, you know, that that means, it ultimately means that that people have less. That you have less of this good thing. So it's like, you know you if you had less food, it's you have less food for the machines that improve your lives, and we want to be living in a world where we can have more food for the machines that improve our lives because that is a huge component uh, of, of growth. So there's also just an incredible lack of ambition in this uh, entire scheme. Um, yeah, so I, I don't really know how to get around that. I think it's, it's, it's not a good day in, in that respect. Um, but these things have not been fully passed and implemented yet. So there's, there's still action that can be taken. And you might as well go enjoy your lower energy prices today because we don't know what tomorrow will bring. Uh, Stefan, thanks for joining me. Thank you. All right. And we will uh, talk to you soon.